Hello and welcome to System Mastery. On today's totally badass episode, we disembowel the classic parody game Macho Women with Guns using a rusty chainsaw or maybe the half-sharpened edge of a stop sign or perhaps even our finely honed acerbic Oscar Wilde-like wit. It's the game that shows our incredible ability to seek out 15-page books that still count as RPGs and we're going to get right into it on today's System Mastery. Why are you laughing? What's what's happening? Ah, uh, you big dumb idiot! What? What did I do? I I just hit record and you cracked up over there. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Uh, anyway, there was I'm nothing that happened before you hit record. Goodness no! All I did was carbonate some ecto cooler, like yeah. like a gentleman, like like a true gentleman. Yeah, like like your modern man about town. I took a can of high C ecto cooler and fed it through my carbonation machine to make ecto cooler soda. Yeah, that's what everyone is doing these days it's great next to like a lobster risotto for example obviously yeah that's exactly what you want you want a uh, a, pate, a pate de foie gras and a carbonated ecto cooler yeah yeah so anyway and i get it for practically free suckers up at wall street am i right anyway <laughs> <laughs> i'm jeff that's john right over there how you doing today john i'm so full of vitamin c and ecto <laughs> get that vitamin slime yeah, that's that's all that I've got in me is vitamins and slime. You bought a lot of Ecto Cooler. I bought four cases of Ecto Cooler because that's the way Amazon Prime Pantry works. That's how they get you. They're going <laughs> to charge you $6 regardless of what they ship you in one box. So you ordered spaghetti and they shipped you spaghetti and four boxes of yeah, Ecto Cooler. Yeah, they shipped me spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. It's ready. <laughs> so you bought a shitload of Ecto Cooler. I did. So, uh, because each one takes up 22% of a box that Amazon Prime will send you. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I was just going to get one thing of Ecto Cooler, but that would cost $6 to ship to me, and that's a waste. So I instead bought four cases of it, and because I had a little bit of a percentage left over... You had 8% left to go there. I I also got a package of Double Stuff Oreos. Of course. (laughs) Because I am an adult, and I can do this. Wait, are you telling me that as a person who can vote and own a car, it was your decision to purchase nothing but Ecto Cooler and chocolate ca- uh, cookies? Yes, that is exactly it. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm glad to hear you made it. I a- am the voice of a generation. <laughs> that was a wise decision you made. <laughs> I guess we're just lucky that like you can't get one of them stupid Gilligan-looking hats that the New Radicals used to wear into an Amazon pantry box. <laughs> I know. i got to get that on my regular Prime. <laughs> Use Prime for that. I mean, you can still get doofy 90s wallet chains in the Amazon pantry. That was surprising. <laughs> Odd, right? <laughs> How many wallet chains are you even wearing right now? It's crazy. Oh, well, I'm wearing about 15 to 20. I can't really keep track. It's hard once you've connected them all. <laughs> At a certain point, I hawked my wallet to get an extra one. Yeah. Now they all just link to each other. <laughs> yeah, they're just on me. Like some sort of chainmail bikini macho women with guns oh i don't want to review the game Aww. don't don't make me review the game <laughs> just let me review my amazon orders <laughs> that's the new podcast what stupid shit did we buy on amazon why i bought a uh a video card that i didn't need 
Yeah, and I bought a uh, thing that lifts my monitor up off my, my desk that turned out to be bigger than my desk. Nice. That was a mistake. Good job. Anyway, fine. Fine. We'll review the game. I don't want to talk about Amazon purchases anymore. No one wants to listen to it. Everyone wants to listen to it. They're all super interested in what we bought. Yeah, in fact, most of them log on every day to listen to us talk about our Amazon purchases on our show, Amazon Mastery. <laughs> hey, Amazons, speaking of Macho Women with Guns. Hey. So we reviewed Macho Women with Guns. Or no, wait, we're about to. Yeah, we already did. <laughs> we did. Good night. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> we reviewed it. Didn't record it. That's your fault. You weren't here in person. <laughs> if you want to hear our review of the next game, just show up wherever we are when we're talking about it in the future when we've picked another game. Thank you. That, that's it. <laughs> and if you're a Patreon subscriber, we'll tell you where we are. <laughs> that's how that works now. But not when we'll be there. No. You know, you got to give us a lot on Patreon to know where we are and when. <laughs> yeah, that's the $50 set. I mean, granted, we're very much creatures of habit, so. Oh, yeah, we're always at the habit. Yeah, just hang out at that upscale, downscale burger place near us, and you'll <laughs> see us. upscale downtown burger camp. It's just, I don't know what to make of the habit. It's like. It's not quite a McDonald's, but it's also not like I would go there and sit down and enjoy a meal. It's, I would go there and sit down and enjoy a meal. It's a difference between, like, you know, I would go there on my way during a road trip to somewhere, but I would not take my grandparents there. Uh, I I would probably take your grandparents there. <laughs> well, that's fair. You, you probably should try and take my grandparents to the Habit. Probably. I don't know if there is one where they live, but... But by God, I will try. You'll... Build one, sheer force of will. Macho women with guns. Macho women with guns. I swear to God we will actually talk about this game. April Fools. No, it's <laughs> for real though. This book is tiny. It's super tiny. It's about 60 pages long. So it's a little bigger than uh, Bunnies and Burrows, at least. Yeah. No, it's definitely not the smallest game we've reviewed. No. But, no that's uh, going to be Lasers and Feelings, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it is a very small game. Very small. And this was originally uh, made in the 80s, was sort of like a, just did one of those old, like, uh, Big Eyes, Small Mouth was another game like this, where the creator just sort of made like a pamphlet for their game and went to conventions, and then it got big enough that they were able to actually do a publication for it. Heck, I think D&D started out as a pamphlet. Yeah. And then it turned back into a pamphlet in the mid-80s called The Perils of the Devil. <laughs> yes. D&D <laughs> is in your child's underpants. Dude, how did he know? <laughs> did you spend your childhood with D&D &D in your underwear? Oh, a little bit. Just I mean, sometimes of... you get a little excited, you get some D&D &D in your underwear. Just cram a, <laughs> cram a couple of figurines in there. Yeah. You know, you never know when you're going to need them for later. <laughs> yeah. Maybe put them in that useless... Because uh, I know that as a little kid, you always have to wear uh, tidy whities like that, That's a rule. Oh, yeah. But I mean... We are, of course, talking about the D&D &D that is dongs and drugs, right? Yeah, that's... That's what I had in my underwear as a kid. Kept in that useless little uh, fly thing on the front of tidy whitey underwear. Yeah. Seriously, no one ever uses that. That is worthless. Why do they still make it? Man, I've used that before just to be like, all right, oh, what are you all about? Oh, I'll show you. I'm going to use you. And then you turn, it turns out that it's for basically being confusing and annoying and trapping some of your pee somehow. <laughs> It's just a bad idea. Do it's, not use the tiny It's only there if you don't want to undo your belt for some reason. God. I'd rather take my entire pants off than try to work out that brain teaser. Oh, yeah. That feels good, man. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Macho women with guns. <laughs> Macho women with guns. <laughs> so, <laughs> this, this game 
is very simplistic. This is the, I think, 94, 1994, the second printing of this. Right. So after it stopped being a pamphlet, and so this is the first book edition of it. Yeah, turned into a slightly thick book, or slightly thick magazine type of thing. Yeah. Almost like you had a copy of FHM or Zoo News. <laughs> Zoo News. That's exactly what it is like. It's very similar to having an episode, a, a single <laughs> issue of Zoo News, except it did not come with stickers or a tiger poster. Oh, garbage. Why are we even reviewing this then? Let's review Zoo News. <laughs> Let's review a tiger poster. <laughs> uh, yeah, I set mine on fire. Now it's burning bright. Hey! Oh, man. What is with the poetry recently on this show? <laughs> Okay, so yeah, it's about 60 pages long. And all right, let's, fuck it, let's get into it. All right, <laughs> yeah, that's you, what we'll do. You've got some stats. Yeah, we'll, you sure do. We will tell you about those stats. They are strength, which of course you have strength. You also have dexterity because of course you do. Absolutely. Uh, now that's where it sort of veers off. Yeah. You've got macho, mm -hmm. and macho, macho kind of combines... Man. Uh, intelligence and charisma. Yeah, more it, or less. It's basically convincing people to do stuff and, like, showing off and things like that. Yeah, it's your sort of imposing stat. Yeah, and then you've got your looks, because, of course, a game about big-breasted women with guns would have a stat called looks. And can we talk about, just for a second, There's a, there, first of all, this game does the Dave Barry style of comedy, where anytime they want to tell a joke, they do it with a, uh, like an asterisk and then a footnote. Yes, and, a lot uh, of that. And, and the footnote for looks is multiply, and, and the stats in this game work like D&D stats, except it's all point by, so they all range between like 3 and 18, and then they can go way up if you're playing a crazy game. But uh, the, the looks has a footnote that says, to calculate bust size, multiply your looks by 3 to determine your, uh, your bust size, unless your character has the top-heavy drawback, in which case multiply it by 4. Yep. Now, let's uh, just for a second, just because... I, I mean, I understand I was a kid flipping through a Sears catalog once in my life as well, but that is not how good bra sizes work. <laughs> if you're like, hell yeah, I've got an 18 charisma or whatever, or looks, and people are like, all right, well, then what's your boob size? Well, I'm a 54. Well, 54 what? I don't know. C? <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> uh... Game? Oh, well, whatever. Moving on. Yeah. So you got your looks and that sort of... Uh augments your macho if you're trying to seduce people or uh, gives you just sort of persuasion ability. And then the last one is health, and health is just straight up your hit points. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, the game itself is very GURPS, I'd say. It's 3D6 based. Uh, yeah, it's it's taking the most recognizable elements from GURPS and D&D &D and smacking them together. Yeah. And going, rawr, until one of them wins. Yeah. Usually it's GURPS. Yeah. Occasionally it's D&D. &D. Yeah. The only thing about D&D &D that really comes into play in this is that it uses the 3 through 18 stat line. So it has that. But then, because GURPS uses, like, really small numbers. You're like, ah, oh, I've got a, a, a fit of four or whatever it is. I don't know. We haven't reviewed GURPS yet, and, and damn it, I never want to. Oh, wait. We covered Discworld, didn't we? We did indeed. Ah, well, whatever. I don't care what we used to do. Go back and comment on that episode for me, would I you? I never look back. <laughs> only forward. Only forward. That's the only way we could keep doing this. We would have quit long ago if we'd actually looked at what we'd been doing. <laughs> it's the same way I do my work. I only look forward. I never look back at what I've done. Right. It's the same way I poop. 
Yeah. Yeah. If I, I, if I were to stop, poop forward. If I were to stop and be like, wait, is that poop coming out of me? I'm not doing this anymore. Whoa, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> this is over. <laughs> we no, are done. No more of that, sir. We are finished professionally. That dog won't hunt. So, uh, you also, when you're rolling your 3d6, it's a, you know, Gerpsian 3d6 roll under. Mm-hmm. You've got... People might not know what a Gerpsian 3d6 roll under is. So, just so they know, you can get it for like 140 to $180 if you're in Reno. Yeah. But it's going to cost a lot more if you actually go to one of the actual cat houses, like a ranch. Then, if you want a Gerpsian 3d6 roll under, you're looking at like 1000 maybe 1500 Oh, but yeah. That's least, how they get you. At least you know for sure that the... the uh, Game master is tested. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, good, good job. You did it. <laughs> so what, the way that actually works is you have to use three d six and roll under the number that is your stat. So if you have a seventeen strength, you roll three d six and you succeed if your if your stat or if your roll is under your seventeen. Yeah. Now, uh, the three and four always succeeds with a three usually being some fantastic success, mm-hmm. and a seventeen and eighteen always fails with an eighteen being some side of crazy shenanigans goes on and you just royally screw yourself you probably die because this game's pretty friendly on the everyone dies all the time constantly thing yeah they are i i have an issue with the game itself in that i can't quite decide how i want to come down on whether or not i'm okay with all of the stupid crap in this like, when we review a lot of other comedy games, I'm kind of like, oh, okay, either your comedy was bad or it wasn't. But in this one, I'm like, I don't know if this is just bad comedy for a lot of it or just offensively bad. I'm sure it's supposed to be offensively bad. I mean, this is a game where you can only play as three types of, of character, and all three of them are va- various types of sexy babes. Yeah, you have macho women. And the reason that you have macho stat instead of intelligence at all is because no character you could possibly be playing as is intelligent. Yeah. That's the whole thing, is that your character's too dumb and ditzy and boobical to actually like do anything smart, but she can at least convince other people that she's trying, and that is the idea behind the game. Yes. And it's, I don't know, the... The thing for me is I'm kind of looking at it as like, you know, ironic racism is still racism. Yeah. And the whole like, oh, we're making fun of sexism, and then it just continues to do all of that. I'm like, come on, man. Well, we'll get into why I found this game, like, the most offensive thing I found about this game in just a bit here. I, I Granted, I know it's from like 1994, but get ready, because this one's got a real fun thing with the seduction system. Lol. Go ahead, though. We got uh, Macho Women with Guns is the first one. Yep. So Macho Woman is your first race. You've got Nuns on Wheels Mm -hmm. as your second one. They are the only race that is allowed to own vehicles. Right. And then you have the Bat-Winged Bimbos from Hell. Which Which are demon-y. They're like succubi. Well, you know know those, uh, those stickers you see that are just like, the sexy demon chicks. It's basically that. Oh, okay. So like a, like a tattoo, a fake tattoo you can get from a ninety nine cent store vending machine. Oh yeah, no, okay. all of that stuff that you'd see on like the side of a truck, right? Or uh, in like a hot topic thing. Can I also play as a skull wearing a bandana? You cannot. Ah, oh, damn it. All right, fair enough. What about like a creepy snake skull that's somehow superimposed over a dollar sign? <laughs> Yes, that is one of them. Can I That's play in the expansion. Can I play as a tiny homie figurine? <laughs> oh, homies. Whatever this, happened to you? This homie's in a wheelchair. Man, fucking homies. They were everywhere for a while. What yeah, they were. They, well, they were in every every Mexican restaurant in town. Had a little vending machine thing where you could either buy a handful of runts or a homie figurine. And, man, a handful of runts, though. That pass. 
hard pass on a handful of runs. Who's, whoever I, whoever's idea it was to make banana candy, I hope they're dead and burning. <laughs> I mean, probably. Probably, yeah. I mean, it's old. All right. So, so there's so. The, the skill system in this, which uh, it's much like the uh, whatever it is. The uh, what am I thinking of? What am I thinking of? Uh, oh, I'm thinking ho- of uh, homie figurines. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. It's much like homie figurines. Yeah, the skill yeah it's system. a lot like homie figurines. In that there's a lot of skills in this game, <laughs> similar to how there were a great number of homie figurines stretched, no. out, stretched out of a number of releases. I'm thinking of Tales from the Floating Vagabond in that all of the names are just goofy stuff. So it's like, oh, you yeah. have hit things, hit things with big things. Hit things with other thing. Yeah, it's all stuff like that. So you don't get like... Oh, you don't get a demolition skill. You get blow things up. You don't get dodge. You get cavort about. Yeah, unless you're a, uh, a battle nun, and then you get, what is it, genuflect about? Yeah. Or combat genuflect. Then there's things like uh, grab stuff instead of wrestling and do technical stuff. Right. You know, another thing I really want to talk about in this game is it's got, like, unbelievably stupid art. Like, just, just endless pictures of... of Rad babes, kind of, you know. Oh like, yeah, like the the way you'd expect to find in like a fifteen year old's journal in school. Definitely, Just, and I'm pretty sure they got a fifteen year old to do the art for this. Yeah, but there, there's one thing I really wanted to note about that, which is that while there are a couple of sexy combat nuns in the book, there aren't any pictures of demon women at all, ever. No, not once. Do you even see a woman with wings? There's one on the back cover, and that's it. Yep, that's what you get. That's what you get. So the whole bat winged bimbos from hell thing is. Clearly an afterthought, or they were like they w- they bought these pictures of sexy babes like on bulk, and were just unhappy when they couldn't find any of them that had wings, and were like, whatever, print it, whatever, doesn't matter, no we, one cares. The no, person who buys this doesn't care. No one gives a shit whether or not there's boobical demon babes. Just make sure that a few of the boob revealing babes accidentally reveal like that little quarter inch of waxing gibbous moon nipple, <laughs> just enough so that we can still get away with a PG thirteen book. Uh Right. Anyway, moving on. One of the skills in this in this is uh, seduction. Yes, it is. Of and course it is. I was almost on its side. Yep. It almost hooked me, and I know John's already set for exactly why. Because this seduction skill is, you can use this to get whatever you want out of anyone that your seduction skill would possibly apply to. The seduction skill in this is basically like how you buy things. Yeah. Because instead of bartering or using money because civilization has collapsed in this uh, setting, you instead just seduce whoever is trying to sell you something, and that's how you get stuff. Right. So, But it says right there, oh, you can use this on whatever. Use it on a plant. Use it on a robot. Just go ahead. And I was like, oh, good. That's perfect. That's exactly what the seduction skill should do. Use this to seduce people. We're all set. And then you get to the table, the table of difficulties for seduction. Yep. Where it says... Uh, Okay, if the person is like not like alive or something, you have a minus one penalty. If the person is not male, you have a minus three penalty. Yes, indeed. I was like, what? And then and then it says, but don't worry because if you have the hardwired disadvantage, that it turns into a plus three. So hardwired, I was curious, and I immediately flipped over to the disadvantage section to figure out what that is. Hardwired is this game's magic term for lesbian. Yep. So you, your character in this game where you play as sexy super babes that run around the world with their shirts off and shoot each other with mega guns are all straight unless they take a disadvantage or penalty that makes them gay. Yep. Indeed, that is the case. But they're not gay because it doesn't say gay. It just says hardwired with a description that's like, whatever's going on, you're different. 
It's easier for women to seduce you, and you like to seduce women. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So so just getting that out there right away, that that in this game where you can only play as sexiful warrior babe women, being a lesbian is a disadvantage that you get points for. Yep, it certainly is. Which brings us to advantages and disadvantages, the merits and flaws, the favorite thing in any game. My always my favorite part. Yep. So, so a surprising number of these in this game are straight up mandatory if you pick one class or the other. Well, there's the bat-winged bimbos of course had have to buy the advantage of bat wings and buy the disadvantage of bimbo. Right, cuz bimbo is another disadvantage that there is. Yep. The uh I mean the way in which they do both skills and advantages and disadvantages is there is a symbol next to it that will tell you who can take it. So there's a symbol for each one of the different races you can be. And then the uh, like the skill, if it's got that symbol, that means you can take that. Right. If it's a di- advantage or disadvantage, it means you can take that. Mm-hmm. And usually there's some other version of it, though. Like, oh, yeah. Like the whole uh, cavort about or combat genuflection. Yeah, the way it almost always works is there's a version that, that regular women and demons can take, and then there's a special religion joke that's for the nuns. Yeah, or they do, here's one that's like the exact same ability, but one's the evil version and one's the good version for nuns or the demons, and then the macho women just can't take it. Yeah. So there's a lot of that where it just seems like they told the same joke twice, but with slight variations. And then just assigned it to two different two different classes. So advantages and disadvantages is a pretty wide scope in this game because this game's all point by. Your character starts with seventy five points, and then you you buy your stats up, and uh, then you go through and you can build a vehicle with them. If you're a nun, you could buy crazy demon powers if you're a demon. But uh, for the most part, almost all the meat and potatoes of this game is buried in the in the advantages disadvantages section. So it includes things like, oh, I'm a sharp shot. I'm really good with a gun. But it also includes things like I'm Cyclops and I can shoot lasers from my face. Yeah. It also has things like God's Mighty Anvil, where you can pray as a nun and a literal anvil will drop from the sky onto someone. You can also, as a nun, take an advantage that gives you a cell phone that has God's phone number on it. Yep, you can call up God and ask for help. And if, if you get God, which is by rolling a 1 on the 1d6 roll you make, then uh, you he opens a crack in the earth and anybody who's in that set of hexes, because this is a hex game, which again just leads lends to this game being weirdly complicated for what is effectively a you know a sixty page parody magazine. Yes, uh, but it opens up a bunch of hexes and just kills anyone that's on them. Yep. But you can also like get God's voicemail or uh, his secretary who will do less damage. Yeah. The and I mean it's the same thing. If you're evil, you can try and call up the devil. You just go. Oh, I I attempt to get evil powers, and a crack in the earth will open up and swallow them whole, or maybe nothing happens, or whatever. So it's just the same thing, mm-hmm. flavored differently. It just kind of sucks to be a macho woman in this because you just have fewer options. The only advantage you get uh, for being a macho woman is that your stats don't have a limit. So like normally you'd. Like, if you're a nun, you can only get up to 18 in a stat. Right, because any more than that would be would be treading in the terrain of God. Well, yeah, because 18 is the godlike stat. It's the perfect stat, and anything more than that would be... Ungodlike. Ungodlike. Right. So, that's sort of a D&D joke there. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So, they... Well, the thing is, macho women with guns can be... Or battle babes, or whatever they're called, can be ludicrously... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Just good at what they want to do. They're very competent. 
Because they can be like, oh, I have a 22, and all I have to do to shoot someone is roll 22, or roll under a 22 plus 4, which is my shoot skill, on 3d6. Let's see if I can do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure this, I didn't really see a lot in this game about things that apply situational penalties. I mean, they're, they're in, there. in there, but it's yeah. mostly just like, oh, are they in cover? Are they, is it dark? Is something happening? Yeah, then you get you get this minor situational penalty. Uh, the, the only thing that really matters is that chance to roll a 17 or 18. Yeah, which you're going to get regardless. Yeah, no matter how good you are, you're always going to have those two chances. So that that's... So anyway, yeah, macho women with guns just tend to be ludicrously compli- uh, like uh, competent, and they are more or less immune to situational modifiers. The problem with that is it takes so many points to be good in one stat that you would be only good in one and then just sort of not good in the others. Well, you just take the one for guns, and you're good to go. Just take that dexterity <laughs> Get stat. Get that dex. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, there's a bunch of advantages and disadvantages. There's a little section in there on gear that you can use to build yourself a battle vehicle for your nun, which, again, surprisingly complicated. It's like you buy by the wheel, and each wheel you buy comes with a number of spaces of... Oh, yeah, because it's making fun of Car Wars. Yes, it's, it's that's the other thing in this book, is that it's a kind of scattershot uh, parody. Yeah, it goes through, and just tons of stuff is in here that seems incongruous for what's going on, but is mostly just there to be a joke. It's practically like the book was written for us. Because who else is reading through a book and being like, ah, yes, a soupçon of D&D smashed together with GURPS. And do I detect a hint of a Car Wars joke? Oh, yeah. There's so much stuff in here. There's even the uh, the back of it has that's my five part. different character sheets. Yeah. And being able to go through and be like, all right, well, that's the Shadowrun character sheet. There's a uh, there's a Battletech one. Yep. That was my favorite part of the whole book was the five different character sheets. There's a uh, there's a White Wolf. There's a Shadowrun. There's a standard D&D. Uh, there's a battle tech, and then uh, there's I forget the name of the one that's got. Oh, I think it's the one that comes with like the little picture, the uh, the woman yeah. shape that you're supposed to draw onto. It's my favorite gag because on the back is is the exact same thing, but you see the, the woman from the back and all of the text from the front page backwards. Yeah, that was that was a solid joke. But then we also came across the best Car Wars joke I've seen ever. Oh, absolutely wonderful! Is I was going through here and I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. I get the dumb, stupid jokes that you're trying to do here. Okay. And then finally got to the section on combat with cars. And without even reading it, I opened the page and began to laugh because mm-hmm. there is the vehicle damage chart, which is a giant flow chart of where you got hit and what happens of just like, all right. You roll a d6, and then we'll go from there. All right, did you successfully pray? No. All right. Then uh, did it hit someplace vital? Then you roll a die. Okay. Nope. How about you pray again? Yes. All right. We're going to go over here. We're going to go to any sympathy. And nope. Uh, Where next? We're going to go to the engine. Are you in California? Yes. If you're in San Francisco, you lose two health from smog. Like, there's just this insane chart, and I was like, that's a good gag. The it's, gag for, like, damage hit tables, good gag. Yeah, the actual jokes contained within the gag are not especially funny. That's the weird thing. Like, oh, it, no. It's, it's a brilliant visual gag when you see this giant, like, uh, chart, and you're like, I'm reading this dumb parody game. What's the vehicle combat like? Is it just roll dice and see if you do damage and that's good? Oh, nope, it's an insane flow chart that doesn't make any sense. You don't want to drill down and look at it, because the more you... The, this game's like Fractal Mad Magazine. The closer you get, the more it's just bad Mad Magazine puns. <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, it does give you the option of 
not doing that. And they're like, oh, if you don't want to use that chart, you can just use our simple damage chart, which is like you shoot, and if you get over or under the armor, then it's just pings off and does nothing. And if you actually hit it, then you just do like a damage. Right. So most things in this game, uh, if you can hit them with anything at all, like when you're just fighting monsters, because the combat system is, again, weirdly complicated for such a short game. There's like eight phases to the combat steps. Um, you determine them. You, you have each t person do their thing that they can do during that phase in order. So it'll be like, all right, who wants to use special superpowers? And one person's like, oh, okay, I will use my face lasers. And I guess we're fighting a monster and it'll do its monster thing. All right, great. That was phase one. Phase two, who would like to use guns? Okay, I will shoot someone with my bazooka. And meanwhile, we're fighting a bodyguard and he will shoot with a gun. Okay, good. That was good. good phase two. Phase three, who here among everybody would like to use melee attacks? <laughs> and it's, it's, it's weird that it, I've never seen a game that works that way before. Instead of, you know, it's your turn, do your three things. Oh, yeah. It's just a, if you've got weird special powers that goes, if you're shooting little guns, you go, then big guns, then melee weapons. Little melee, big melee. Yeah. And then I think it goes to, uh, to move and then something else. And you, you get two things you can do. And if you try and do the same thing twice, you get a penalty, so you can, like, if you're going to shoot a little gun, and I use shoot little guns as my skill, I can do that once, and it's fine. If I do it again, then I'm at a penalty. Yeah. So most of the time, they want you to do, like, move and then doing a thing. Do or, two things. Yeah. Maybe hit someone and then fly around. Oh, oh, God, I really want to talk more about some of the disadvantages in this. Oh, the disadvantages are great. I mean, that that's, they are awful. That's one of my favorite parts in this book. They're so bad, and there's so many of them. Uh, there's one that's that uh, you wear armor in a realistic fashion. That's a disadvantage. Oh, yeah. You've got chafing as a disadvantage. Uh, if you're wearing armor in a realistic fashion, it even includes pictures. And it's like, hey, if you're wearing armor realistically, you look like this boring modern woman soldier. Oh, no. You're talking about the advantage of looks good in armor. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. That's an advantage. Excuse yes. me. But if you uh, if you have that advantage, then you instead look like someone's mom in a tube top. Yeah, it's God. The looks good in armor for the you look good in armor picture is so awful. Oh no, it is not a good picture. No, I'm like, oh, that doesn't look good. That doesn't look good at all. That looks like what Cindy Lauper looks like now. Oh, oh man, look at that. Just look at it. What happened? What ha Man, is she trying to sell me meth? Probably. Did she get some meth from Rick Flag? <laughs> Who, by the way, turns out not Scott Eastwood. I'm sorry. I thought that was Scott Eastwood. That's Joel Kinnaman, a Swedish meth user. <laughs> Swedish meth user, Joel Kinnaman. Herby <laughs> gerby, meth, 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 <laughs> says, says Joel Kinnaman. Uh, but yeah, you can get, in addition to being a lesbian or a bimbo, other things you can be are squeamish and that you don't like to hit things. You can or, be wearing high heels. Well, high heels is just... Uh, a thing you have, and you have to have a, a skill to run in high heels yeah. as a skill. Yeah, that's a skill you have, and you have to use it every time you go more than two hexes anywhere. You have to roll to see if you fall down because of the heels you're always wearing. Also, to give you just just a, a little taste of what it is like reading this book, one of the disadvantages is non-intellect, also known as intellect not... Ugh. <laughs> there you go there you go also you have status conscious or if anyone gets anything that's better than what you have you immediately have a disadvantage to do anything and it only goes away if you get something better than them or if you sulk so hard that they give that item to you 
Right, because sulking is another thing you can do in this game. Uh, much to the same way that that uh, demon women can can uh, I think it's try and flirt it's, their it's way out giggle. of dying. They they, go, can, they, they have the demonic giggle skill. Yeah. Well, there's a whole thing when you die where you have two options when your character would die. One of them is do something heroic and you get a bonus on your dice. And the other one is try to snivel your way out of dying. Yeah, which nuns can't do. Nuns can't do it, and demon women do it differently. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, disadvantages in this game are just awful. Also, as we had mentioned, top-heavy, which makes it so that if you're trying to fire at someone down the slope, you have to have, like, a tripod or a railing to lean against. Mm-hmm. Also makes it, this is mentioned later, if you have the flying ability then uh, top-heavy women can only fly face down. Yes, indeed. Boob jokes. Boob jokes, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you aren't tired of that. You know, I, I, I can't hold this at too much against this game. It's It very much is aware of what it is. It's a dumb parody of sexism, I guess. Yeah, again, I'm like, I can't, I can't sit there and be like, oh, but it knows that it's being offensive, so it's fine. I'm like, yes, but it's still being offensive. I know. Uh, it's... Yeah, whatever. So, uh, there's like I was mentioning earlier, there's an overly complicated system for building a dumb vehicle you can use. There's uh, a hex-based movement, which is really annoying because anytime you try to move your full number of hexes, you have to roll to see if you fall down because of your heels. Yes. But they do give you a uh, bonus to your looks. Do the yeah, heels. Yeah, it's plus, straight up plus two if you're wearing heel- heels. Yeah. Uh, plus two to looks. Yeah. Uh, there's macho rules you can use during combat as just a macho ability to try and force someone else to back down because you look more macho than them. And if they do, then you can just kill them the next turn. Yeah. You can be like, hey, man, I'm crazy macho, and I just did something rad with this gun. And they're like, duh. There's even, I like this, there's a chance that if they roll their 18 on their resist your how macho you are check, their head explodes from how macho you are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, you're so macho. My head explode. And, uh... They've got a chart in here that I just flipped to that I forgot existed, but it's all the chart for make your own monster, because there is a monster section here. I wanted to talk about the monster section in here. Let's get through that chart first. But the chart is, you decide if it's a regular thing or if it's a Lovecraftian thing, Mm -hmm. and then you just roll D6s like six times. So like, all right, well, I got drunken... Game designers with Ugh. chainsaws. Okay. Okay. We talk this. The term game designer shows up in this book a lot. Yeah, it is one of those things where the. Uh, I mean, in the actual monster section, the guy who wrote this game is a monster in there. Yeah. He's like he just shows up and he doesn't do anything and he's confused about why he's there. Okay. okay. There's at what point did people realize those jokes never land for anyone? Ever. No. Like, like, every time I read a parody book, there's always the design role-playing games. A hyuk, a hyuk. Be a role-playing game designer. You know what fucking sucks is any Hollywood joke about being a Hollywood writer. Yeah. They're they're never good. The self-referential meta-humor just can't stand it. Yeah. Can't stand it. Let me Start. tell you some stuff about podcasting. Let me tell you some stuff about the lady in the water. <laughs> lady in the water. This is going to be our special brief review of Lady in the Water. <laughs> Don't do that. Man, M. Night... You were so good. You made Sixth Sense. You made Unbreakable. People were like, man, that guy's going places. And then he straight up went, hey, critics are dumb, and writers are amazing, and they'll save the world. Writers are going to save the world through a book that we're not going to talk about, because it would require me to write a concept of a book that would save the world. Instead, there's a critic who critiques his own death scene. 
that sh- that'll show them. Yeah. Also, there's a there's literally some Korean women in that movie that are just living Deus Ex Machina, just <laughs> just little plot devices, and you get all poor poor little what's his face, um, who's the the Paul Giamatti in that? Oh, poor Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. Hey, hey, lady, what's? Tell me some more stuff about narfs. And she's like, Oh, okay. Let me call my mom. Will they speak briefly in Korean? She said that a narf is often accompanied by a scrunt. No, no, she didn't say either of those words. No, she narf spoke, and scrunt is not anything that you have said. No, and it's not like those are English words. Yeah, it's not like, oh, we translated it over to narf. Yeah, it was originally some Korean word, but it translates directly to narf. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Were we talking about Pinky and the Brain? God, fuck that movie. Fuck it forever. <laughs> Still not the worst one. Uh, no, no. Well, you're saying that, that uh, the happening is the worst, right? Yes. Okay, we're gonna have a we're gonna gentleman's disagreement on that. That's fine. We can yeah. do that. So, yeah. Oh, one of the other things they include is a plot table in case you just want to come up with a plot and ro- randomly roll for that. So you can just go. All right. Well, uh, the random creature I generated with the help of hundreds of ninjas is attempting to steal a top secret weapon as part of a plan to get people to buy more btrc games btrc being the people who made this yeah there's a lot of yeah a lot more jokes about the game company uh, there's a couple of there was at least one actual funny one but they were like they were like uh, the hardest thing about this book for us is that we keep having to make this stupid thing because people won't buy our actual serious games. Yeah, they're like, please remember we've published other things aside from this. Please buy those. I don't know what they were because we did zero research. Nope, I no. did not look into them at all. Yeah, so whatever BTRC made besides this, let us know. But we're not going to find out. Yeah, and then they give you uh, the Macho Verse, which is making fun of the Mega Verse. Uh huh. So we got a little joke about Palladium in here. Yep. But the Macho Verse is essentially all the different places you could go to, and so it's like, oh, you can go to an anime world, or you can go to a cyberpunk world. And when you go to them, the, a following table of things happens to your character, and it's always just more jokes. It's like you don't, you don't have to roll in them because it's like your character went to an anime world. Roll a d6. Oh, your character speaks in subtitles. Yeah, it's, oh, I went to a Lovecraftian world, and now I don't respect my elders. Ah, uh, you get it? Because elder gods in Lovecraft, there were these beings, and they were called the elder gods. Uh-huh. There's the, the, the term of don't respect your elders. The lighter side of Cthulhu mythos. <laughs> Sclorch. Uh, yeah. So there's there's that. Then you can go to the comic book universe, and your your character turns into one of the Blechmen. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Mad Magazine, get out of here! That's, I'm sorry, that's what this book reminded me of from start to finish. It's like I was trying to read if Mad Magazine wrote an RPG. Yes, like at the height of their boring punnery. The fact that this game includes rules for mass combat as well is weird to me. It's even weird to the people who wrote it. There's a little forward at the beginning that's like, why are we doing this? Why are there mass combat rules in here? Other games have it, so we've got to have a parody of it. Yeah. And it is indeed a parody. It all It's like, do all these, it's like a whole bunch of shit for like. It's like a giant table of situational adjustments. Yeah, situational modifiers, and then you eventually just roll 2d6, and if you get a good roll, it's like, you win, they build statues of you, yay. And if you fail, everyone's dead. Anyway, goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, great. That's amusing. It's it's a good gag. It's just it. it I, I was amazed at how convoluted this thing is for what it is. It's all gags though. It's well, that's t- why it's convoluted. Is like yeah. oh, RPGs are convoluted, and so our RPG will be convoluted as a parody. Right. We'll just get in and get out, and leave some really really unappealing pictures of battle babes. 
<laughs> so the so the monster manual in this. Yeah, yeah. So it's got a killer rabbit because, of course, you need some Monty Python in there. We yep. haven't had that yet. Yeah, and then it's got a uh, Cthulhu joke that's a puppy. The the, the yeah the puppies of Tindalos yeah, instead the of the hounds. Yeah. Uh, and then just random crap like uh, soccer hooligans. Yeah, soccer hooligans, rampaging sexists. Uh, the one thing I did like was Isaac Azathoth. Oh yeah, that was the one of the few good jokes names in here. I was like, oh, Isaac Azathoth. That's clever. I like that. Yeah, good a job. Little, little picture of Isaac Asimov. That actually got me laughing for a second. But then unfortunately, they, they stomp on it right away with Jajathoth. Yeah, I was like, oh, come on, you already had a Thoth in there. You got a good one, come on. You could have done something with Haster or Nylar Thotep or whatever. Well, yeah, we got Gnarly Gnarly. Hotep. Yeah, you got a surfer Cthulhu named Gnarly Hotep. Yeah, I do like that one of the things you can fight is a congressional subcommittee. Yeah. That was amusing. Political fallout is another one, just a a roving cloud of papers and laws. Yeah. Um, The three adjectives and a noun I thought was was an okay gag. Three adjectives and an animal. Yeah, so you can make Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or... The problem is that only works for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because uh, most of them would just shorten the name right after that. You had your Samurai Pizza Kittens, you had your Street Sharks, had your SWAT Cats, but rarely is it, it, do you have all four? Yeah. I think there's at least one. It was Gerbils or Hamsters or something. But, uh, uh, that, but that was way later. That was some weird movie thing, right? With the Hamsters or the Gerbils maybe, or whatever? I don't know. But you, uh, wait, are you thinking of G-Force? I'm thinking of G-Force. That is exactly what I'm thinking You're of. You're thinking of G-Force with, with, one, with uh, one of the very few roles of Nick Cage that we forgot to put into that poll way back when. Oh, man. Because he played a hamster or a, a guinea pig in that named like, like Dusty or something. Man, how could I forget that? incredible role that he played in yeah. that movie I never saw. <laughs> Dusty the guinea pig in G-Force, the CGI hamster spy movie. Oh, yeah. guinea pig movie. Great. Yeah. Um, you can also, but anyway, it's it's for making Ninja Turtles, and there's like a bonus for, you get a, they get more dangerous if all four of the words in their names start with the same letter. Which is weird, considering Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles doesn't do that. And none of them ever do that. No. I mean, except for like street sharks, but it's not like they're the super sexy street sharks. <laughs> oh, well, they are super sexy street sharks. Also, can we talk about how ninja is not an adjective? <laughs> and, and I don't think mutant is in the context under which they are being described either. Well, they are mutant. Well, they are mutated. They are not teenage mutated ninja-like turtles. They're Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's one adjective, two nouns, and an animal. Yes, that is true. Oh. Oh, Gabe. Oh, you, Oh, Gabe. your joke. I'm going to get real pedantic at oh, your shitty show joke. You. I'll fix this shit. Wait until you see my version of this joke called one adjective, two, le- two ad- uh, nouns, and, and a then a third, noun, a third noun that is also an animal name. They uh, they have Oddzilla, which is a Barney and Godzilla joke right? combined into one. Sure, why not? And then, in probably one of the worst things they put in here, Mad Bombers, which is IRA terrorists who are a few fragments short of a full grenade. They lurch drunkenly about the map with an unlimited supply of small grenades, which blow up on impact with a damage of three. They have no armor, and if their kill roll is made by three or more, they blow up like a bomb with a lethal damage of five, and the picture of it is basically a... A uh, drunken leprechaun holding a Molotov cocktail. Mm-hmm. Thank you, game. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was uh, that was like it's like a little picture of a drunken version of that mascot for the Fighting Irish. Yeah, pretty much. It's just it's kind of painful to read that one. Oh God, I got to that. And I was like, what the fuck, really? Yeah, 
Even the, the the joke about like the Castro equivalent character was better than that because they have the El Presidente. Oh yeah, and they also have Mental Midget, which man, Ross oh, yeah. Perot Ross joke. Perot joke, right? Nineteen ninety four. Hello, hey Ross Perot joke. <laughs> so I couldn't believe I, I, I. And then that we got it. Oh, there's also a woman wearing a T-shirt with G. Gordon Liddy on it in here. Oh yeah, that is true. That is in here, and that was weird. At first, I thought it was Jesse Ventura. <laughs> yeah, because you're. Because it's not 1980, and you're not still talking about the various minor figures involved with Watergate. That is true. I am not. <laughs> there's a there's a picture of rabid right wing, uh, I think, talk show host G. Gordon Liddy. Uh, was he, no, he was a radio host. He wasn't a talk show host. And, and he's he's on some woman's T-shirt, and it's the worst drawing in the world because they drew a random big boobed woman in a T-shirt, and then they just drew G. Gordon Liddy over it. Yep. Like not it's just a picture of him. It does not match the t-shirt contours. No, it does not actually like flex or move or do anything with the shirt. So it's just a picture of a woman and then someone drew over it. Yeah, for the first time I saw the picture, I thought that she had like opened up her robot plastrons and there was a G Gordon Liddy Jombie in there. <laughs> yes, that is exactly it. <laughs> opened up the shirt and underneath there is a little Quato Gordon Libby. <laughs> Quato Gordon Libby. <laughs> I'm loving this. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, G. Gordon Liddy is in this book in case you wanted that joke. You got a Ross Perot joke. You got a Castro joke. El Presidente, I thought, was actually kind of fun because it's a, it's a good gag monster. His his deal is he's just some random like important president, but anytime anyone thinks of hurting him, uh, six bodyguards immediately appear and slam that person onto the ground. Yeah. And that includes anytime any player is thinking about hurting El Presidente. Yes. So that's, uh, that, I mean, they actually mentioned that out loud. They're like, anytime any character or player thinks about hurting El Presidente, I was like, all right, that's that's modestly amusing. And it's not like it matches a joke about, like, actual Castro or, no. I don't know, Muammar Gaddafi or whatever character they, were, they thought they were actually making fun of there. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, and El Presidente always has women that he's got tied down and is doing terrible things to it. You're like, stop it. He just... wants to throw them into a into a giant torture pit that is a bay of pigs. Oh, God, get out of here. Get out. Uh... <laughs> he's having a bad day. <laughs> no, that would be good. <laughs> no, if that was in there, I would be okay with it. <laughs> that one's all right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's going in our parody of this parody. <laughs> Uh, glad I was able to write a good one. Good job, you did it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so uh, what else we want to talk about from this thing? Uh, so the damage in this for the monsters is weird in that it's basically everything is like a minion from Fourth Edition in that you either killed it or you didn't. Right, and there's a they if it's a big monster, then it rolls a a, a die to avoid dying when it gets shot. Yeah, so. If it's just a regular guy, you hit it. If you manage to do damage, great. That guy just is blown up. Who cares? Right. Uh, if you do two or more damage to a large creature, then you roll a die, and depending on how big it is... If you roll under the amount of damage you did do it, it dies. Yeah, so if it's huge, you have to roll on 2d6. Right. If it's like a giant ridiculous Godzilla-like monster, maybe you might have to roll 3d6. Which is, you know, it's interesting that that exists. Uh, I mean, because most of the weapons in this game do variable amounts of damage, so it is a neat way of determining if you could just one-shot a crazy monster through random flukes. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Um, it also has automatic cleave rules, so if you hit someone and you do three damage and it's some minion, then you can just kill three of the minions. 
Yeah, just a way to cleave through a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, so you can add a whole bunch of dumb jokes to your fight and just have them all work through right away. Yeah. Well, it's just something for if you've got a huge sword or you're, like, shooting a machine gun or whatever. You're like, oh, great. I get to shoot through a whole bunch of guys. Yeah, so you can shoot through a whole bunch of political jokes from the late 80s and early 90s if you want. Hooray! That's all I ever wanted in my game. He's like, oh, no, here comes a a cloud of Borks. It's a whole bunch of Robert Borks. It's a whole bunch of Bjorks? Yeah, a whole bunch of Bjorks and Borks. (laughs) Together at last. Actually, it's a swarm of Bjorks, Borks, and Dorks. Ah, uh, good. Just now we've got you. it. Also, now we have. The also, entry. there's some morks in there. Oh no! Actually, that just sounds like a whole bunch of orc jokes. I feel like that's probably what they would have gone with if they had done that. They would have orcs. They would have just been like, "All right, here's a whole bunch of like uh, orcs, but they all have like that gross gray u beard, and they're like, ah, we are borks. We are Robert Borks. Yeah. And then you get some that have little pointy bits on their head, and they're sporks. Yeah, you have some spork ones. You have some ones that just say nanu, nanu, and those ones are morks. Yeah, and you have some that have a pig nose, and they're porks. Yeah, that that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, you have some of them that are like Discworld jokes, and those are onkma porks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how long can we keep doing this? There are some of them that are Ferengi, and those ones are quarks. <laughs> good. Oh, you went, you went to quark. Okay, I think I'm good. I think I'm good on this joke. <laughs> you all set? Yeah, I think I'm set with that. <laughs> No more material to mine from it, huh? <laughs> and scene. Fair enough. That is the bit. All right. You want to get into your favorites and least favorites? Sure. Might as well. All right, John. What would you say is your favorite thing about uh, macho women with guns? Uh, I'm just going to go with that vehicle damage chart. It was the only thing in the book that when I was flipping through, I went, ha ha, that's a good gag. You actually made me laugh out loud reading this book. Whereas the rest of it, I was just kind of like, uh-huh. Yeah, sometimes uh, it would elicit okay. a visible groan from me. Yeah, there were, I mean, the, the Mad Bomber thing definitely made me, when I was just sitting in my room reading it, go, oh, come on. Oh, well, yeah, and the lesbian thing, I was like, oh, you you almost had me, game. Your seduction rule made sense. Thing is, when I first started reading that, and it was like, oh, and it didn't get to the hardwired thing. It was just, if you have hardwired, then other things are different. I'm oh, like, you're like, maybe oh, you're a robot? Yeah, I was like, oh, you're a robot. Okay, now you have weird, different rules because you're some weird robot. No, it's just your lesbian. Great. Yeah. Execute pussy licking protocol. That's <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what I always say. <laughs> I'm going to try that next <laughs> no, time. No, I mean always. Oh, I I'm always just constantly say that. saying that. I'm at the Chili's, and they're like, would you like something to eat? And I'm like, executing pussy licking protocol. I'm like, uh, sir? <laughs> Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> Beep, boop, present vagina. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. the I'll, I'll give them that, that vehicle damage chart. That sure. was funny. Okay. Good for them. Yeah. What was yours? Uh, my favorite was the character sheets provided at the back of the book. Uh, those were very picture-perfect parodies of well-known character sheets from the early 90s. They were really funny. And the other thing is, in, in an attempt to be funny with them, they paid no attention to those character sheets actually being useful character sheets for character creation. Oh, no. Like, if you make a battle mech version of, of a Macho Woman with guns, your character has, like, heat sink values and a whole bunch of those little squares that represent armor in each one of her arms. Oh, yeah. It's great. And also, there's five. they used five of the little dots in each to, to give her two boobs. <laughs> <laughs> gave her little square boobs in case she needed some of those for blowing up. Yep. So uh, those were the Shadowrun one. Even has like a you know a mystic Aztec animal making up the first love letter. <laughs> it is it is dead on. Yes, it is. They're they're visual gags. I'll say that the visual gags in this pretty good. Yeah, as long as they're not just random pictures of a sexy babe, they're they're usually really funny. Yeah, the ones that are included as jokes instead of just filler, which. 
Man, for a 60-page book, this has a lot of filler art. Yeah, there's a lot of half-page art in this book. Yeah. And all of it is just like, I'm a soldier babe, and my shirt's unbuttoned. Meh. It's like, well, what does that have to do with the page you're on? Well, it is the page about combat, so I, I guess it's that. There you go. Okay. Uh, there you go. So uh, visual gags from both of us was the favorite thing about the book. John, what was your least favorite thing? Uh, let's... Let's just go with, if I'm talking specifically, it's going to be the Mad Bomber, because that shit was insanely we'll bad taste. A, I'll give you a specific and a general. Okay, so specifically the Mad Bomber. Okay. What the hell? And, I mean, that would basically be if I was reading a parody thing today, and they were like, it's an ISIS agent, and they go around, and they're they're beheading reporters wherever they find it. I'd be like, oh, don't fucking do that. Yeah, you have to fight against Ahmed, the dead terrorist. <laughs> He he, kill you. Uh. <laughs> so specifically that one. In general, I would say the the forced references that are very of the time. So like Ross Perot or Zsa Zsa Gabor. Yeah, and G. Gordon Liddy is from way too far back. Oh yeah, like the level of reference for some of the specific things. I'm like. Dude, who cares about this? I know. A, seeing G. Gordon Liddy was like, ah, finally, someone's sticking it to the Kaiser. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, Kaiser Wilhelm and his stupid pickle hauba. Yeah, the, the the references they chose to put in here, I'm like, you didn't even pick, like, a president. You picked Ross Perot, which means, you know, around this time, if someone's reading it, they're like, the fuck does that mean? I guess it's just... Talking about weird short people, okay. Yeah, it's like trying to read a trivia contest a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, this book is 100% references that are made specifically for people like us. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, least favorite thing for you. Okay, I'll do the same thing. I'll give you a general and a specific. The, the specific is really obvious. It's that they turned lesbian into a drawback. Yes, indeed. So, that's uh, that's pretty rough. <laughs> I mean, they could have made it a cool benefit. That would have been hilarious if it had oh, been Oh, yeah, if it had been advantage. like... You know what would have been even better is if they're like, you have the advantage of, like, buy. You can seduce anyone and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Or whatever. I, I, you know what? I just, I'm fine. I don't want to try and fix it. I just want to point out that it's terrible. It is terrible. Yeah. You don't, if you at least have the balls to put lesbian. Hardwired? Ah. Uh, Man. I, I mean, at least it wasn't, like, made a bad choice but needs counseling. Yeah. You know what I was amazed? There was no, like, disadvantage of daddy issues. Yeah, that would have been. I wouldn't surprise me. Or an advantage of rich daddy. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't go with either one of those joke, like readily available jokes. Oh no, because these are macho women and they don't need no man. Except they still have apparently kids back home that they're providing for. They're, yeah, there's that. They also need to seduce men to get the stuff they want. Yep, because only men have items. Yeah. So, uh, so that's a problem. Yep. Good. Uh, let's see. And in general, I'm gonna say the uh, hmm. I'm going to go with everything in the art that's not a visual gag. <laughs> I'm going to go with everything? No, just the, the parts of the, the art that aren't like visual jokes, like just like graphs and stuff. Because it's just, it all looks like Wayne Bro and Phil Foglio got drunk and accidentally agreed to do this book. Huh. It's, I mean, I'm not saying in a good way either. I'm saying they were like way too drunk. Oh, yeah. And they were like, oh, I bet you can't. Sloppy drunk. I bet you can't draw a sexy lady with your eyes closed. And Wayne Bro's like, oh, I'll show you. I'm going to give her such big hair. I'm going to give her the biggest hair. I'm going to lose my dick in that hair. <laughs> uh, yeah, excellent. So, so there you go. That's th that's going to be my least favorite. Would you play macho women with guns? 
No, I, good Lord, no. I could not. I could not play this game. <laughs> would you, could you, with some drinks? No, I, I could not, would not, with some drinks. <laughs> so uh, what keeps you from wanting to play this bad boy? I mean, because it's, I mean, once you strip out all the bullshit dumb jokes, the combat system actually kind of makes sense. You rolled, I mean, except for the weird initiative structure, it's just roll to hit and the whole, uh, Monsters die if they roll under the damage you did to them. That's that's fairly clever. It keeps the monsters down to a grand total of three stats. There are certain things about this game that are recommendable. It's got a simple combat system that makes sense. It's got an, an interesting version of, of how uh, death works for monsters. It's got some neat mechanics to keep your player in the game. Like the uh, if your character dies, they can beg their way out of it. Uh, it's got stunt mechanics. It's got all kinds of things that are kind of ahead of their time for what this is. So what's keeping you from being willing to play it? Uh, the rest of this game. <laughs> like, if you gave me just the pamphlet version of this without anything else, it was just the rules, I'd go, oh, that's, I mean, that's a sort of interesting-ish uh, rule system. Seems to be forward-looking a little bit. That's neat. And I would go, yeah, sure, maybe I'd play something in there. But I would not play macho women with guns. Okay. So maybe there's some, what is it, BTRC? Maybe there's some other BTRC game that's actually good out there that we don't know about that Maybe. uses what again are surprisingly innovative and well written and well thought out combat rules. Maybe that game's out there and exists, but you wouldn't play this version. No, would okay. you? No, no. I just I feel like I could do better with my time. Is no, I just feel dirty. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to give any sort of like thought or praise to this game. You don't want to be seen playing it as well. No. Oh my gosh, is this a moped of a game? <laughs> No, it is not. I'd play it, but not in public, right, guys? Huh? Huh? No, it's not that. No, it's not that either. No, it's just not a good game. There are better ways to spend your time. Yeah. Um. So, so there you go. A a double do not play. Um. <laughs> a double donut. Yeah. Which that's... takes us to our new podcasting system, where we're just gonna we're gonna not review games anymore. We're just gonna eat donuts. Are we gonna review donuts? No, we're just. We're just going to get on air and eat donuts for an hour. Are we going to talk about the donuts or talk at all? While I we're... hope not. No? Okay, that's just... that's going to take some time out of putting donuts in my face. Okay, so it's basically just that we're going to be making mouth sounds for like an hour. Yeah, welcome to Mouth Sounds, the podcast. Ooh, at least we're going to have a really good intro by what's-his-face? <laughs> Neil Sissieriga. Yeah. Yeah. That Neil. Neil Sissieriga. He, he did an album called Mouth Sounds, which you owe it to yourself to listen to the first three minutes of and then turn off in frustration. <laughs> and then go back and listen to it later because it actually is really, really cool. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I love it. So we'll probably we'll probably play a track from that to close this bad boy out. Johnny got any problems with me closing this bad boy out? No. You can go ahead and close this bad boy out. Oh my god, we're gonna get an episode in on time for once. That's amazing. It's because it's so tiny. Yeah, that's true. All right, here we go. This has been the System Mastery Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find us at systemmasterypodcast.com. Uh, you can also subscribe to our RSS feeds there for both this and the Movie Mastery. You can uh, leave us comments or get in touch with us via our various social media outlets, including uh, Reddit slash System Mastery or System Mastery at Facebook, Gmail, or Twitter. Find us at any of those places. places. Ask us your questions. Recommend more games you'd like to hear us do. If you like what you're listening to, I don't know why you would, but you can support us on Patreon. I don't know why you would, but if you want to, you can go to patreon.com slash systemmastery, support us there. If you do that, you get, at any level, you get our bonus content, which is us making characters in these games. So, yeah, we're about to make some macho women with guns. That is correct. We're going to make some babes for battle in Macho Women with Guns Engine and tell you all about them. Uh, the only way to get those bonus episodes is to support us on Patreon. 
Uh, but that's what keeps us afloat. We're very close to our next goal. We're at 378 right now, I believe. When we hit 400, the website becomes ad-free. And also, we get the desperate storage that, or the storage that we desperately need. Yeah, the desperate storage. We need desperate storage. We are very close to full of podcasts. We are so close to running out of space. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of scary at the moment. But anyway, support us if you want. Thank you so much for listening. In the meantime, you have a wonderful week. And now, the weather. Uh, it, it's mostly farts, Bill. The weather is all farts. All right, back to you. Farts. Farts.